Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Engaging in Teaching and Learning, a podcast produced by the Virtual Learning Lounge, a network of online resources focused on teaching and learning at Las Cruces Public Schools. Through our interviews with LCPS staff, we want to celebrate what's happening in our district and learn more about how we can support all learners. I am your host, Jesse Perio. Thank you for being with me today. On today's episode, we have Amy Mormon, who is an assistant principal of Lynn Community Middle School. Um, today, she and I will be discussing what a community school is and specifically what awesome things uh, Lynn Community School is doing. And am I saying that correctly, Amy? Do you call yourselves Lynn Community Middle School? Yes, we are officially okay. Lynn Community Middle School. <laughs> awesome, okay. Um, before we get started, do you wanna give us a brief um, bio, a little bit more about who you are, how many years you've been in education, things like that? Sure. Uh, thank you again for having um, having me speak about Lynn. Um, feel mm -hmm. honored to do it. Uh, I am Amy Mormon, uh, assistant principal at Lynn Middle School. Uh, I have been at Lynn. This is my third year here at Lynn. Uh, before that, I came from elementary where I taught at Cesar Chavez and Sunrise Elementary here in Las Cruces. And before that, I was a teacher uh, in Colorado where I taught kindergarten. Awesome. So I've been in wow. education for 13 years, finishing 13 years, and it's been um, a great district to work for and plan to stay here for, for the rest of our time. <laughs> That's awesome. And what a wide range of experience. So they're <laughs> lucky to have you there, Amy. Yeah. So um, kind of just starting out really general, can you talk to us a little bit about what, what is a community school? So at Lynn, we are, um, like you said, a community school. And um, basically what a community school is, it is a, um, it's not a separate program. A lot of people think it is a separate program from the school. Um, a community school is comprised of four pillars. And those four pillars um, are collaborative leadership and practices, um, expanded and enriched uh, learning time and opportunities, uh, the third pillar is integrated student supports, and the fourth pillar is active family and community engagement. So with each one of those pillars comes um, support and wraparound services for students and the families of Lynn. Awesome. And that's, the, so I think you just mentioned it, but that's something that um, is happening to every one of your your students on campus. It's, it's not like you have like a, just a portion of your population, this is something that um, every student is experiencing, correct? Every student is experiencing um, the community school aspect of Lynn. Um, so we have, uh, with expanded and enriched learning time and opportunities, we have um, those enrichment um, activities for real world learning and community problem solving. So any kind of after school programs that we work with, uh, any kind of community partners that we work with. And really the foundation of community schools is built on the collaborative leadership and practices. And really that's parents, students, teachers, the principals and the community um, partners. Uh, we're here to build a culture of professional learning, uh, collaborative trust and shared responsibility um, using you know, strategies such as site-based leadership teams and teacher learning communities. We also have a CSAC community, which is our community schools advisory council. Uh, that is comprised of teachers, uh, students, parents, and community partners and members, um, just to be shared in the the decision making that happens here um, at Lynn. Oh wow! Everyone, is, is... everyone takes a part. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. and, and 
um, you mentioned something earlier. So do you, do you all have like a, a special class period or is a lot of this done through advisory that you work it into the school day? Um, really what we do is um, our school every day has an advisory and through that advisory we are really promoting um, some of those socially emotional learning activities we're promoting a lot of the um, culturally relevant um, learning and teaching that's happening um, you know within our community and also um, after school programs we have many after school programs that we work with we work with um, the 21st century which is a um, through the university to provide um, funds and activities for students after school. The Boys and Girls Club is another um, strong community partner that we work with just to provide activities and those enriched learning experiences for students outside of the school day. Awesome, and those take place on your campus? Um, some of them do, yes, they take place within our campus. We have teachers too that also volunteer to hold an after school program. We have one of our science teachers, Ms. Kathy Bradley, who does a neat after school program. She does a vet tech club oh, wow. where the students are learning about if they want to follow the career path of being a vet. Uh, they follow Miss um, Brad Bradley after school, and they do many cool activities with that. She brings in partners outside of school, such as the police department, to show them how they even work with the dogs. Oh, wow. That yeah. is awesome. She does Guardians of the Biosphere also, where they're looking at um, different ways to fuel different types of um, mechanical engineering type things, and um, just a, a whole partnership um, to provide those, those out-of-the-box experiences for students so they have something to look forward to and also something to um, reflect on as they move on in their, in their education. Wow, that is awesome. That, that was one part of the community school. I, I know very little about what you guys are doing, but I definitely didn't know about all of the after-school programs that you're doing, so that's really cool. Um, do, what... What percentage of your population do you think is involved in extended learning time program where we've had many teachers uh, volunteer to be able to um, provide services to students for those 10 extra days after we get out of school. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, that is really cool. You kind of got cut off there for a second. You froze. Um, <laughs> um, but, but you were just talking about the, the, the extended learning days, correct? The, yes, the extended learning days um, are, are getting ready. We are getting ready to um, uh, launch those um, getting and, and really what we're doing right now is trying to recruit students to be a part of that program those 10 extra days after we get out of school and it'll last till June 14th. Awesome. What what percentage of your population do you think you could get? Boy, I'm sure that. hoping we can get at least 50% of our population. Yeah, it would awesome. be nice. It would be nice. Because yeah. is that about how many you have participating in the after school program now? Um, actually, we don't have that many right now, but we do have a, a large number of students who are participating in our in our after school programs right now. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And this may be a really dumb question, but um, transportation. Do you have transportation for those kids, or they're still having to? Kind of come up with their own transportation. I know you probably have a lot of walkers too at your school, correct? We do. We do have a lot of walkers and a lot of parent pickups. Gotcha. Okay. I was just curious for our listeners. I, I knew that may be something that they would want to know. Yeah. So how long has Lynn been a community school? 
So Lynn is going on their fourth year of being um, a community school. So the way a community school starts is they start with a needs and assets assessment. And that was um, back four years ago that they did that. And they send out a survey and the survey goes to parents, students, teachers, community members about what they feel that the school needs. And when that survey comes back, it's analyzed by um, the set of community school partners that um, are, are within our school. And we look closely to see what are the needs of Lynn? What does the community think we need? What are the students think we need? What do the parents think we need? And we take all of those into consideration and we break it down even farther into how are we gonna create action steps to, um, to help with some of these needs. And so th that was done four years ago. We're getting ready to do a needs and assets assessment again, because within four years, things change. Um, and through this mm -hmm. pandemic, a lot of things have changed. Um, the way we teach, the way students learn, it's all new and it's, it's new for parents as well. A big piece of it is the technology. Um, oh, how, yeah. how Canvas, how do I navigate Canvas as a parent? How do I um, get onto ParentView to help register my child or update my information. Um, so all of those are, um, you know, probably playing into the needs and assets assessment that'll be done again this year. It will be analyzed. Uh, it'll go, it'll, the survey will go out next year. And then they will bring that team in again to do the same process over. And that's really analyzing what are the needs of Lynn, at, you know, four years later from the first time we had done it. Gotcha. Interesting. And you kind of touched on um, a few of the other things I was going to ask you. Um, so I know you mentioned this uh, when we were on fully remote learning. Um, I was going to ask, like, what were some of the things that your community school um, was doing to support families? And, and, and I know you just mentioned, and, and that's huge, helping the parents with the technology. Uh, I mean, I know there was a, a need for that even at the school that I work. Um, mm -hmm. As a community school, actually, we're planning to begin a Tech Goes Home program, and that's what it's called. It's called Tech Goes Home, um, and it'll begin next week, actually. Um, it'll assist parents and guardians um, who don't have computer skills, such as grandparents who might be raising grandchild uh, their grandchildren, or just mm -hmm. parents who don't have a lot of knowledge about how to you know, use the technology and the, the programs that we're using here at school, so really partnering with the families um so and what will that what will that look like is it a class is it the ac actual hardware or so families are going to actually be assisted in setting up email addresses if they don't already have email addresses we have found that a lot of our parents do not have email addresses um mm -hmm. showing them how to register their students for the upcoming school year through parent view um making sure they can access parent view easily and how to do that and how beneficial it is as the parent to be able to access that um, they will also be as, uh, assisted how to, um, support with canvas, just the basic, oh, yeah. how to use canvas awesome. so that parents yeah, are that is... with that. Uh-huh. So, um, funding actually for this program, um, is paid for by our community schools implementation grant, which we received $150,000 this year. So oh, we're wow. able to put that money into good use and in there again, it's supporting the families and the students of Lynn. That is awesome. That is a great program. Yeah. So I know um, kind of across the district, it, it's, it's a great thing that we're, we're coming back to schools, um, 
kiddos are coming back to the face environment, face-to-face -face environments. What have you seen? Um, well, I guess my, my question is, I, I know some students coming back, um, there's, there's a little bit of apprehension, fear, um, not only because of health risks, but also like they've been out of school for a year. You know, on your campus, you have some kiddos that are coming onto campus for the first time. Um, do you, does your community school, is, is there any specific support you're, you're providing for those students who are coming back re-entry just to help bring them back in? Are there some specifics that you're doing? Mm -hmm. So really, um, I really have to give all the kudos to our staff. We have an absolutely amazing staff. Every single one of our staff members is on board um, with supporting students and educating our, educating our kiddos. Um, really, the Lynn team, the Lynn staff has come together really as a school family and supported one another, not only the students, but have supported one another. Um, there's amazing teamwork um, happening here at Lynn, and it's really driving that positive culture that's, that's being built here um, at Lynn. And so with Absolutely. support of that, we, we have a social worker and we have a counselor, and we also hired... Um, we also hired from our community schools um, implementation grant, we hired a community schools uh, support person. And that support person, her name is Iris, and she works in our community restorative room where students can go to just take a break. If they are feeling anxious or they're feeling stressed or they're feeling anxiety or anything that they're feeling, they have um, access to um, visit the room and to get the, the services and the help that they need while they're there. Oh, wow, that's great. That yeah. is, I, I'm sure going back to my question that that has been helpful for students who are coming back to campus and Definitely, it gives them a struggling. space where they know that they can go just to take that break for a moment and get the support that they need, either from awesome. a counselor or from our community schools assistant. Interesting. So, and I don't know if, if you would know this, but I'm just, I'm just really curious, has there ever been talk of like branching out, you guys are in middle school, but, but looking at like your feeders, both like down to the elementary and then even up to the high school about making them community schools as well. Are you the only community school in the district, I guess is kind of my question. And You know, there are um, a couple more community schools that have oh jumped on board this year and they are also we have I think two elementary schools that have been on board Doniana um, elementary okay. and Booker T is also another uh, community school that has um, been a part of implementing this now community school um, feel this community school service the wraparound services for students so really every school provide services for students, right? Mm -hmm. But it's again, yeah. back to those four pillars that we really stand as our foundation to a community school. Gotcha, gotcha. No, and I, I'm glad you um, talked about the two elementary schools who are also community schools, but I like what you said, because really a lot of these things that you're sharing that you all are doing as a community school, a lot of them, any school can do. And that's, right. That's really cool. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this show. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Amy. 
Yeah. It's a lot of out of the box thinking, a lot of the Mm -hmm. out of the box ideas on ways to support and um, just be there for families to make sure students and the families are successful with whatever they need. Whether we do a home visit, whether we're providing dish soap or laundry soap, or whether we're providing just that comfort of school and the routine for them to be able to have safe people and safe spots around the school where they can, where they know that they feel like they are supported. And that's huge. Uh, That is awesome. Well, um, and I know you kind of mentioned you'll, you'll be doing your needs um, survey soon, but is there anything coming up in the future next year that um, you know, you'll be um, any initiatives that you'll be starting or anything you'll be doing differently or will that just be based on your needs survey um, that's gonna that you're gonna run well hopefully again um, that that um, implement the community schools implementation grant is a yearly grant um, we've received it two years in a row so we are hoping again we'll apply again next year and hopefully we will receive the full one hundred and fifty thousand dollars again to be able to allocate that money to support students and the families Um, Right now, really, we are really grateful to um, Western Sky, the Boys and Girls Club. We have New Mexico's 21st Century Programming, like I was talking about. We also partner with Cruces Creatives. So I can see that partnership building as we have one of our teachers who's actually going to become a staff member for Cruces Creatives, but still plans to partner with Lynn. And uh, we partner with FYI and the the Roadrunner Food Bank. So those programs alone, we hope every year that parents are learning about them and know that they can take advantage of those programs and those services and just continue to build on those programs and just get more more families um, serviced and helped. Interesting. Um, What is Las Cruces Creative? I'm just curious. So Las Cruces Creative is a, it's a company that has been opened here in Las Cruces um, down at the end of Loman. And it is a place for students to actually go and create. Um, And it is run solely by volunteers of the community. So these volunteers volunteer their services and their time to help students learn their passion. So there's a recording studio there. There's which one of our students took advantage of last year and she produced her first um, album actually. So she already has a recorded album out already. And she was one of our students last year. Um, uh, If they want to do 3D printing down there, any kind of computer graphic programs. So they have many different um, activities for kids to participate in with with volunteers who are very knowledgeable in the area that they want to, they want to learn more about. That is really awesome. I had no idea about that. Yeah, it's cool. I'm gonna have to look them up. Yeah, that is really neat. Very neat. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to, to share with our listeners um, regarding your school before we kind of wrap up? Well, I just want to say thank you for having us on and letting us just brag a little bit about Lynn Community Middle School. I mean, this place is just such a fun and just amazing place to work for. The staff is just fantastic. Uh, Ms. Ballard and Mr. Acosta and I, we, I think, have been such a strong um admin team together we've been together for three years now so that alone has been has been good for lynn yeah when you have a them so much (laughs) yeah that is really awesome i didn't realize you you three had been together for three years yes and our community school um 
leader, uh, Sylvia Chavez. She's been here with us for the last four, uh, three years as well. And so we couldn't do this um, without each, each of us here as a team together. So I feel like we're a very strong team. Absolutely. Well, thank you for, for being on the show today, Amy, and taking time out of your day to, to visit with me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And listeners, um, we want to thank you also for joining us today. We look forward to listener feedback on today's show. Please follow VL2LCPS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And on those social media networks, you can share feedback on, on the podcast um, on this episode or give us ideas for any future episodes. Also, um, you can reach us at vl 2 at lcps.net um, if you'd like to provide feedback or ideas via email. Thanks so much for listening today and we will see you next time.